now is Matt Zells with um, FantasyAlarm.com. Matt, how are you? I am good. How are you doing today? Good. You're on with Stan Charles, Stan the Fan, and Craig Heist, uh, my usual co-host here. And I want to make sure at the outset, because we had a little technical difficulty before, you can hear us okay? I can indeed, yes. Great, great. How's the weather out in Nebraska? Uh, it's starting to warm up. It's getting to about 90 degrees today. So oh, that it's sounds gonna be good. be a toasty one. That sounds good. Hey, we know about Adlai Rutschman uh, he, locally here, but I know you write for FantasyAlarm.com. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you what you think of the Orioles' number one pick. Um, so I thought it was the consensus number one overall pick. I thought they would be very silly not to take Adlai Rutschman number one overall. Um, yes. Catchers don't go number one overall very often. I think Joe Maurer was the last one. But in general, Rutschman has all of the tools you need to be a stud offensive and defensive major league catcher. He's got the defense of Buster Posey in his prime with the bat that's a touch below Gary Sanchez. So you're talking about a guy that's going to hit for average, hit for pop, and play gold glove defense behind the plate. And knows how to call a game very well because, let's not forget, Oregon State is a powerhouse in college, and he calls the games for them. So he knows how to work around batters, how to find their weaknesses. So that's a great start already. Uh, in terms of Rutschman and, and being drafted by the Orioles number one, uh, a lot of a lot of fans were talking about or bringing up the comparison between him and Matt Wieters and – uh, a switch hitting catcher who was supposed to have a lot of power and uh, came with a lot of accolades. And yet, in Matt's situation, obviously injuries derailed that quite a bit throughout his career. But I think even when healthy, offensively, he never kind of quite lived up to the hype. Uh, is there any fear that Rushman could be in that same category? Not. Not really. I mean, the Weeders thing does, I get the scare from Orioles fans and get it as a Nats fan. Yeah, I get it too, because remember, we signed Weeders and he didn't really do anything for the Nats either. Yeah. Um, other other than but, pitchers, other than pitchers like Strasburg and, and Scherzer absolutely <clears throat> love throwing to him. That yeah, much, that much um, I can tell you. <laughs> for sure. But um, Rutschman has already proven he can play with a wooden bat. I mean, he went to the Cape Cod League, which is the premier college summer league, and he put on a show there. So the transition from the composite bats in college to the wooden bats in the pros shouldn't be an issue. There's very little holes in his swing uh, to start with. Tell us a little bit. Uh, we're focused a lot on the Orioles here, but we are in Masson country here. The Nationals' number one pick, the pitcher, what's his first name? Cameron uh, Jackson. Jack, yeah. Jackson. Jackson Rutledge. Rutledge, yeah. Yeah, so they took a pitcher out of San Jacinto Community College, which is down in Texas. Um, it's unusual for a Juco kid to go that high in the draft, but this guy's stuff is remarkably good. He's also huge. He's like six foot eight and I think 240, so that's a pretty big guy on the mound. Uh, he's got right now what I think is the most polished stuff in the draft. Doesn't mean overall that he will wind up having the best stuff, but right now he's got the best stuff. He's got a fastball 
that sits in the upper 90s. It plays up because he's got an unusually short arm action for a guy that's six foot eight, so it gets on hitters much faster than it normally would. He's got a very good slider. That thing is a wipeout pitch. And he's got a changeup that he didn't have to throw very much in the Juco ranks, yep. so that's still developing. But when it gets there, that'll give him a third, at least above average pitch. So he could be, we're talking probably a number three starter, maybe number two, but certainly number three starter upside for the next. And, and he's 6'8", right? Yes. And, and he, he transferred from Arkansas, correct? Correct. He did. He went to Arkansas, and I think they pitched him a grand total of like 15 in the third innings in his freshman year, and he didn't like the way he was treated, so he transferred to San Jacinto Community College or Junior College uh, in Texas. Talk a little bit, flipping back to the Orioles, uh, so much of the focus on Rutschman. Tell me what you think of the number two pick and whether you think the Orioles think they might be able to sign him over slot because he has a commitment to Auburn, correct, to play baseball? Yeah. Uh, so Gunnar Henderson, uh, prep shortstop out of, I believe, Alabama, um, who MLB Pipeline ranked as the 27th best overall prospect in this draft class. Um He's, you know, he's a guy that's going to bring some pop. He's got some speed. He's a very good defensive shortstop, uh, and he'll hit for average. The biggest question is, can you sign him away from the commitment he got, he has to Auburn? So that'll take some finagling. You might have to sign Adley Rutschman for a little bit below slot. I think the slot for the number one overall pick is like eight and a half million. Mm-hmm. The slot for what Henderson went to is $1.75 million, if uh-huh. I'm not mistaken. Okay. So if they lower Rutschman by maybe a million dollars, they can give that to Henderson, um, see if they can sign him away from that. Now, in all likelihood, Henderson won't say it's short. In all likelihood, he'll move to third base. Okay. Uh, he is a bigger guy. He's like six foot three, almost 200 pounds already, and we're still talking about a high school senior. Um <laughs> So that's kind of a big frame to put it short. I know the Orioles have had a lot of success with big frame shortstops. Cal Ripken Jr. comes to mind. Um, But generally this day and age, they're going back to the smaller, more compact shortstops. Uh, His his footwork is decent, but his quickness isn't great. So you don't really want that at short. You'll move him to third. His offense will play there. He'll be likely a 25 home run bat, steal probably 10 bags a year at third base. Tell us a little bit, and by the way, we're talking to Matt Zells from FantasyAlarm.com. We'll give a plug to them and how you can get this information because Matt really does a great job on fantasy players and the draft for FantasyAlarm.com. But we want to remind all our listeners and viewers that you're watching or listening to the show from the Live Casino Hotel Studio. Um, A lot of focus on these top two players uh, baseball, unlike football, for a lot of the average fan out there, they don't know a lot of names like the first pitcher picked by the Orioles is Griffin McClarty. Uh, is anybody out there on the remaining you know, 35 players or 40 players uh, a name that you think we should know about? Yeah, so your next few picks were, were pretty interesting. Stowers yep. uh, out of Stanford. 
he's got pretty nice pop in his swing. Um, Zach you know, Watson he can play. I'm sorry, what? God, just I interrupted you. I said Zach Watson, also an outfielder at LSU. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Zach Watson was actually drafted. He was draft eligible last year as a sophomore because of the way the rules in MLB draft work. But uh, he slipped all the way down to the 40th round of the draft because there were some signability questions because as a draft eligible sophomore, he okay. still has the ability to go back to school. Um, but he's got tremendous speed. That's his calling card. Uh, he's got like 70 grade speed on the 2080 scale, which puts him at basically plus plus speed. Okay. Uh, so he can play a very good center field. Um, there's some question about exactly how much pop is in his bat. He's a pretty small framed guy. I believe he's like 5'11", 165 right now, which is pretty tiny. Um, so he's kind of your prototypical leadoff guy, and then he'll he'll wreak havoc on the base paths. Stowers, uh, another outfielder out of Stanford, uh, he's got some pretty big-time pop. The biggest thing with him, though, is his swing needs some refinement. It gets a little long at times. Uh, he's got some swing and miss in his in his swing, which, you know, isn't really frowned upon these days, but it's more effective if you make contact and then make the ball go farther. In terms of pitching, the McClarty uh, kid that you referenced, the eighth-round pick out of college at Charleston, he, I believe, is going to be about a number five starter. Um, the velocity isn't great, but he does have some nice spin rates on his pitches, so he can make it play up a little bit. Um, but in terms of pure stuff, it's not anything better than a number five starter. Um, the ninth round pick, um, Blanken, I think, uh, Gillespie. Out yeah, of, yeah, Connor uh, Gillespie. Gillespie. I, I was going to ask you about him from VCU. Yeah, he's going to be a reliever. Uh, he's mainly a two-pitch pitcher, uh, but his slider is filthy. He's got a really nice high spin rate on the slider, which will play up in the bullpen, especially if he can just air it out. He'll likely be a higher leverage bullpen guy, which will also mean he'll rise faster through the system. Yep. Um, and I think that the next couple of pitchers that, that the Orioles drafted um, – the guy out of West Virginia, um, uh, Stroud. Cade is his, yeah, yeah, Kate Stroud. I think he will mainly be a bullpen guy. Uh, he was a weekend starter for West Virginia, which is a prime spot in college. But the ERA wasn't great, and he's mainly a two pitch guy. But he does have nice velocity. He's got a fastball that goes about ninety five, and a wipeout slider. So if you pair those two in the bullpen, that's that's all you really need. There. Well, let me ask you about Sheldon Perkins out of JMU, and I'm I'm hitting on the guys that are somewhat local, if you will. Yeah. Um, so most of these most of these college arms uh, taken later in the draft, they were taken because they've got one or two pitches you can play with, and you hope that the others develop. Because mm -hmm. uh, there's not a lot of projectability left in college junior or college senior arms. Uh, they're just not going to add a whole lot of frame to them anymore. They're not going to add a whole lot of velocity. So, you know, some of these guys can pop and develop with a more regular and more advanced training routine. 
So, you know, there's a shot that you could get a couple of number four, number five starters out of these guys, but most of them are going to be bullpen depth or or back-end uh, starter depth for the system, if you will. Hey, let me ask you a last question, and we're going to let you go. And We're talking to Matt Zells of FantasyAlarm.com. And, Matt, when, I, when you answer this, then mm-hmm. I want to give a little plug to Fantasy Alarm. But you and I talked off the air the other day. The, the, the uh, Orioles took at 19 and 22 two right-handed pitchers from Oklahoma State, and then at 31 and 35, they took two left-handed pitchers out of Seattle University. Can you talk a little bit, just generally, how that happens? That you end up—is that a case where you go to look at the one guy, and all of a sudden you, the scouts there, and you go? Wow, this other guy looks really good. Yeah, so, you know, I don't think it's a secret, but but every baseball team has tons of scouts that go out, and they're generally regional scouts that drive, that cover multiple states and schools at a time. And they'll sit there and they'll watch the games, and, and generally they are there to watch specific guys on specific days. So sometimes what happens is you go to, let's say, Oklahoma State, and the guy is supposed to start that day, but he doesn't, and the guy starts in his place, and you like what you see. So now you come back for the next time the guy you were supposed to see starts, and you start looking at both of them. Mm-hmm. And you like them a little bit, and you bring out your, your area cross-checker, the guy that talks back to the, the front office, and he comes out and says, or she comes out and says, yeah, you know, I like both of these these players too so let's add them to the list and let's keep watching them and it's the same thing that, that likely happened with seattle university uh with with those two, two left-handers and oklahoma state um, yeah because yeah they didn't actually take they only took what three left-handed pitchers yep all draft yep yep um they took 16 right-handed pitchers i believe mm-hmm. so they actually took twice as many catchers as they took left-handed pitchers which is odd yes um but, yeah, so generally that's kind of how it works. I had told you the story off-air about Justin Tuck, uh-huh. the, the defensive end for the Giants who wound up going to Notre Dame because the the scouts for Notre Dame wound up taking a wrong turn on the <laughs> way to another kid's high school football game. Right. And they went to Justin Tuck's game instead and saw him and liked what they saw and offered him a scholarship. Uh-huh. And the rest is history. So, you know, these things happen where guys just jump out and – uh you know, the same thing we talked about Corey Lee for the for the uh, Astros, the new uh, O's GM's former team. They took the catcher from Cal because he was hitting behind Andrew Vaughn. They had originally gone out there to look at Andrew Vaughn, realized they weren't going to be high enough in the draft to get him, and stuck because they were looking at, at Corey Lee, the catcher who got a benefit from hitting behind him. So, you know, these kind of things happen throughout the draft all the time. Before we let you go, Matt, and we really appreciate you coming on. You're a uh, a content provider for FantasyAlarm.com. Tell folks out there listening or watching how they can access your info. Do they have to join Fantasy Alarm? Is some of it free information? Tell us about it. So, yeah, if you go to FantasyAlarm.com, you will see tons of information. We cover both daily and seasonal fantasy sports. Some of the information is free, some of it you have to join for, but we have deals going all the time. Uh, I believe we still have a lifetime membership going. You pay once and you get everything we ever put out for the rest of your life for a one-time fee. <laughs> uh, we have NFL, you know, NFL Draft Guide just came out. 
um, that's kicking you know that's starting up sooner than we think actually yep. um, MLB prospect stuff comes out every week from myself um, you know we got tons of stuff coming out some of it's free some of it's paid for so you should go check that out all right i'm a big fan i love howard bender and everything he does over there and jim bowden's with you guys i think craig mish is now a part of the fantasyalarm.com team uh but we uh, appreciate is, yes. yeah we appreciate your joining us when we call thanks matt have a great well, rest thanks. of your weekend buddy you as well